for your heart-stopping news-packed 60 minutes of radio trolling. Webmaster Radio presents The Pulse. Pulse. Take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena. This weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news, offers insight on the biggest forum discussions, puts your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community. Our hosts have made their way to the round table. The Pulse Pulse. starts now. Hello and welcome to the Search Pulse. My name is Barry Schwartz um, from Rusty Burke and I run the Search Engine Roundtable. Also with us, as always, is Ben Pfeiffer, the Senior Editor of the Search Engine Roundtable from RankSmart.com and also Chris Boggs, he's the Associate Editor of the Search Engine Roundtable and he works in the SEO department at Avenue A Razorfish. With us today is Vanessa Fox. Unfortunately, the beginning of our conversation was cut off, but we were able to preserve some of it. Here is Chris Boggs asking Vanessa Fox a question about the Google Link Analysis Tool. Hi, Chris. Uh, hey, how's it going, Vanessa? Uh, Great, nice to hear you? your voice again. Uh, look yeah. forward to seeing you at the next conference. And, uh, I yeah, just I'll be in echo. London next week. Oh, you will? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. miss that one, unfortunately, oh, but no. I'm sure that uh, everyone will be stoked to hear that you're there. And you're always so great at conferences, and you spend so much time helping people, so I know that oh, uh, you know, I speak for a lot of people when I thank you for that. Uh, oh, I, I love that, going to the conferences and talking to people. It's awesome. Cool. Well, I know that one of the big questions on a lot of people's minds is, uh, you know, how great this would be. Obviously, I'm an SEO, and an agency would think this, too. And how cool would it be if we could also look at someone else's backlink? Is that going to be <laughs> yeah. uh, down the uh, road, or probably you not? You know, I'm not <laughs> as sure that, that we'll be offering that. Um, I mean, I can't say, you know, that we would never do it, but at this point, we're really looking at providing more information to site owners on sort of how we see their site and information about their own sites. We're not so much spending our time at this point um, providing information uh, f- for site owners on other sites, um, and that's probably going to be the way that, that we're going to head for a while. I mean, I, I have heard that, and I know that people would be interested in that, but it's just probably not something that we're going to be doing much with right away at least. Well, that's an excellent right. answer, Vanessa. You've, you've learned from the master at deflecting questions like that, so congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, thank you very much, Vanessa. I appreciate it. And oh, absolutely. I don't want to keep you waiting longer. This. We're, we're really excited on our team to have this launched and, you know, to make this available. So, and, you know, we're just going to keep on, you know, hopefully making more things available that um, people have been asking for. So, Great. You guys have been doing a great job over there. We really well, do appreciate you. it. All right, so Thanks. thank you very much. I don't want to take up any more of your time. Thanks, but, okay, um, great. Thank you. Bye. Um, all right, so that was Vanessa Fox from Google Webmaster Central. They have been developing tools and resources for all of us SEOs out there to, you know, give us tools and information that we could use to help better our rankings. And hopefully in, over the next week or so we'll find some more uh, details about, uh, <coughs> sorry, about ways to actually increase, you know, feedback to give them so they can actually you know, make the tool even more even more better. And, um, you know, it's just a great tool, and I'm very happy that we had the ch- chance to actually speak to Vanessa about this and, um, you know, stuff like that. But if you look at our thread, our, our discussion about it at, at the blog, I did write an entry about it, and I linked to all the different things out there. Um, but in addition, what I did was I provided our top link to articles. And now, now this is another stat people can actually share, saying, you know, which um, articles are the are most linked to um, at the search and roundtable, and it turned out the top two, the first one is a conversation with Google CEO Eric Schmidt, which I did coverage of at the SES, I think, New York show, and the second one had, um, was a screenshot of a quality score metric in the AdWords console, where that came out beforehand, and we kind of got an exclusive on that. So it does show you that some stuff you write about um, tends to have a lot more links, and I wonder if that art, those articles, I don't think those articles get any more traffic than others. So, and I, I want to actually break it out and see if those articles get more Google traffic than others. And that's one of the questions I might have. And obviously people are going to start analyzing it to see how direct you know, impact the link counts have on their rankings. And again, obviously the number of links don't necessarily mean that those links all count, so that has to be taken into account as well. And one of my requests was to show some type of page rank score and filter by page rank score and say, Show me only links with a page rank six or above or seven or above and stuff like that. So that would be a cool feature to add, in my opinion. Um, Chris, I want to get your thoughts on that. On the uh, on the whole Overall. tool, still. Yeah, yes, on the tool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think that um, it's got a lot of uh, of potential. Um, you know, one of the problems we have as an agency, believe it or not, is we've got some clients that. Uh, 
are unable or unwilling to uh, even allow the site to be verified. So um, we we come across that issue. So that's that's unfortunate because I mean our engineers love uh, the Webmaster Central area, and 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 this is yet another great tool that they've added to the arsenal that's in there. And I think we're going to continue to use it for a lot of our clients. Uh, it's just unfortunate that some people are unable to. Uh, uh, get it through their own uh, legal uh, requirements or whatever to even be allowed to do a simple thing like uh, verify the site. So, Cool. And Ben, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I like this tool a whole lot. Um, I was just actually thinking the same thing about clients and working with this tool and being able to verify and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, it would be really valuable when, you know, if you get a client to be able to verify and look at their links more in detail, especially on the Google side. Um, uh, I, I've been playing with it quite a bit, and I, I look forward to it. I hope they add some search filters because that will really be nice, and um, to export the data is, is, is will be really great. And I could see some potential tools maybe built built about about this, and um, it'll be interesting to see what happens and, and, and use this a little bit more and see how we can use it to our advantage. Right, definitely. I'm sure an API will be coming eventually. So for developers, that would probably be great. Um, hey Barry, I want to yeah. Uh, real quick, you you and Danny got like a r real early preview on this. You guys knew about this for a while, didn't you? Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that's um, public actually, but um, yeah, oh, we, I do. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Danny yeah, we just edit that part out of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, because Danny had that article up like the second it came out, and obviously he's been working on it. So you know, part of you know the you know perks of you know writing at you know some of the you know the you know some of these blogs is that you get to preview some tools before people do it. I'm surprised actually this thing didn't get leaked beforehand. Usually these types of tools get leaked um, somehow, somewhere through some form lead, but it hasn't, so that was pretty cool. Um, anyway, um, if you guys missed the last search pulse, I'm posting a link to it in the chat room now. Uh, we talked about Google Bombs, Yahoo Titles, YouTube Revenue Shares, and stuff like that. Um, so go ahead and check it out. I'm not sure if the MP3 file is working yet, um, but I'll get confirmation from Eddie on that. Um, because there were people having trouble downloading it. Hopefully, it's fixed by now. In any event, let's hit a commercial break, and the next topic we'll get into when we get back is Google Personalized Search. Everyone, we'll speak to you soon. Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. Pulse. We'll be back after this short break. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby! TextLinkAds.com Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on GenieKnows.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, GenieKnows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. GenieKnows has delivered results. G E N I E K N O W S dot com. Best of the Web, the Internet's oldest directory, EOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web, finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the Best of the Web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions, 25 percent recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. Now, back to The Pulse. Pulse. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host... Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Search Pulse. Again, my name is Barry Schwartz. Um, we just got off the phone with Vanessa Fox talking about the link tool in Google Webmaster Central. And, again, with us, is, like always, is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Box. 
Um, the next topic I wanted to touch on was how Google has now changed how they're actually going ahead and use personalized search. And from now on, if you have a Google account and you're logged into that Google account, meaning if you use Gmail or if you use Orkut or if you use AdWords or you use AdSense, group, you know, Google Groups, Alerts, and so on, the whole list, if you use any of those services and you're logged into Google and you do a search, your Google search results by default will be personalized, meaning you might get different results based on your search history or based on some other things that Google tracks about you, including how you use Google pers- um, personalized or you know personalized desk, um, homepage. So lots of things, uh, Google bookmarks are coming into play. All these things fact, uh, come into account when you do a search, and Google will actually personalize your results based on your search history, based on your Google bookmarks, and based on your Google personalized homepage, and more factors. So the thing is, um, I did a whole analysis, as you see, um, and you can see how I did a search for SEO and how different blogs or different sites rank higher and lower. So on my standard results, the search and around table, obviously this site, ranks number, I think, seven or six. And when I did a search with personalized search on, it actually ranks one above it because obviously I visit my site more than I visit the other site, so it actually goes up in the rankings. And you can see how the results actually shift based on my search history. And as an SEO, to rank well for your keywords is one thing, but to be logged in and rank well for your keywords is another thing. And I don't know, I mean, Chris, I mean, you have lots of clients, and obviously I don't know if you deal, deal direct with them on a constant basis, but now you have to start explaining to them, hey, you know, they might be complaining and say, hey, why don't I rank well for my keyword anymore, or why do I rank so well for my keyword, but when I went, to my, when, when I went, when I went home and my wife did a search on it, I was number 10 versus being number 5. How are you planning on, on explaining this to clients? And it's a bit confusing. It's a bit, like, detailed, and it's a bit um, not so clear to the client, I would think. I mean, Chris, what are your plans on explaining that to the client? Well, you know, personalization is something that we all have to be prepared for in the long run. I think that the majority of our clients aren't going to notice this or ask this because most of them don't log into Google. Um, I think that, you know, from a personal point of view, uh, I would probably, um, I I mean, I don't know. I've I've looked at this in in the uh, co-op system when we were playing around with that, and I've noticed the way that it's uh, reshuffled the results once I'm logged in and, and within the co-op system, and I was subscribed to your site and to the Search Engine Watch site, and those would come up higher. So I've experienced it myself, and, and it's pretty good. I think that as far as, as clients are concerned, you know, they do need to be aware that this is going to be happening, and people are going to be personalizing their results. But you know, in your example, it's not all that different. I mean, so, you know, generally the top ten are, are pretty much the same. I mean, there's, you're, I, I was surprised that in your example the roundtable only moved up one spot because I would have assumed that since you do visit so often that it might move all the way up to number one. Uh, as far as, you know, we of course want to let our clients know about this if they ask, but I don't think we're going to go out and alarm them with it right now. Uh, does that seem like a fair answer? No, that's definitely fair. I mean, as Chatroom saying a lot of people do use Gmail. But the question is, in my mind, I wonder how many people are doing searches. What percentage of people that are doing searches are also logged into their Google account? And I would suspect it's low, but I don't know if anybody has that number. And if it's low, then I wouldn't have to worry about it, obviously, too much. Um, and then if it's not so low, then you'd have to explain it to them. And I guess if you show them and you know how you know you know a comparison side by side, it's easy to explain. But then sometimes, I mean, I was doing searches today and I forgot that I was logged in. And then I had to like redo all the searches again because I was doing analysis based on certain things, and it was extra work. And you just got to keep that in mind that you're not logged in. So, um, Ben, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think we'd be surprised on like how many people actually are logged in and you know are getting personalized results, but don't even know it. I mean, there are quite a few people that are using Gmail, and I even know friends that aren't even tech friendly, and they have a Gmail account. Um, my grandmother's even got a Gmail account. And she doesn't know anything about personalization. Um, I know in terms of explaining to clients, I think I actually I've been doing this for quite some time to them because, you know, there's constant shifts that go on and you could be in one location and in another right next door and you can get completely different stuff sometimes. So we've been I've been doing this for a while. My thing about with this personalization, though, it seems to be kind of dated in some ways and the adaptability of the personalization that Google has here is just kind of, it hasn't caught up yet, in my opinion, in terms to get to the point where it's really going to be effective. Um, I think also one of the other limiting factors is that um, it seems to be based on like kind of where you're going to. And I know, Barry, in your particular article, you had mentioned that SEO chat had moved up, even though like you don't really go to SEO chat anymore. However, 
you know, the data for this, probably the personalization has been collected for a long time, and at one time you did go there. And I don't know if that's the reason it's affecting it or not, but it seems to be kind of this old data is kind of filtering in and saying, hey, these are better results because you've been there before. So I, 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 I think it's great, but, you know, diversity is sometimes a good thing in the search results. I mean, that's why one thing lo- I like local search, you know, within the results like that, it seems to diversify it a little bit more. Um, in terms of how marketers are going to handle this, um, I don't know. I think it's great for targeting purposes, but um, I think that people that have better content or sites that have better content will definitely um, be able to benefit from this in a lot better ways. And even clients, you know, that you have, SEOs that have clients, you know, you can start working on some of this content stuff and seeing how they can improve their ranking even when personalization's on. Right, and the chat room is pointing out that you actually could turn off your personalization permanently, but I think most people who are unaware who are unaware of this would actually not even notice to turn it off, which I guess is fine because that's what Google wants. Um, I mean, Chris, you have another comment you want to add? Yeah, I was also going to focus on the, there's a couple good uh, discussions going on in the chat room, and one person kind of you know said, well, you know, if someone's logged into Gmail, then they have it. And then they kind of jokingly said, yeah, nobody has Gmail, trying to insinuate that a lot of people do. Well, in fact, I mean, that's in, within our community, a lot of people use Gmail. But I think that overall, and especially in, in, the, in, in the business world, you know, there's not a lot of people logged into Gmail. So I would say that, you know, I, just to venture a guess, that maybe 98% of all the searches that are going on uh, in, in the business world during the day are with people that are not logged in. So another Another comment, and I'd like to hear your guys' opinions on this too, is that uh, you know someone by the cool name of Troll said, "I'm sure personal search will be an influence on the search uh, on the serfs because eventually, the, uh, well, I'm adding eventually, the data will also be used for the usual Google ranking." Now that's something that we've all thought about, uh, you know, when we discuss personalized search, and that's also something to think about when you look at something like uh, Google Co-op. Personally, I would feel that it's more likely that. Uh, you know, labeled pages within Google Co-op end up uh, having some effect, uh, effect on uh, go- uh, on actual Google rankings sooner than any sort of personalized results do, because uh, Google Co-op has a system where they can essentially uh, qualify uh, certain people as being uh, valuable to the community and and knowledgeable about a particular subjects. So if they're consistently labeling a particular site uh, to be valid for a particular subject, then it is possible that Google could take that data. But I think it would take a long time and lots of data aggregation, you know, from now before that that ever happens. And, and the results that, that, that people are clicking on in order to affect the regular Google rankings, you know, in order to work that into the algorithm. I mean, would you guys agree with that? Or do you think it's closer I mean, than, than I'm... I'm Hinting. My, in my understanding that personalized results, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think personalized results are going to stay personalized to the person. Um, if you have a network of friends, maybe, like how Yahoo is doing MyWeb, maybe that will come to an effect. But I don't think it will change the overall algorithm for somebody who's not logged in. That answers your question, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with Barry. I don't think it's going to necessarily affect it personally. I mean, co-opt is also opt-in, and, and personalization is, I guess, opt-in, but not really kind of sort of. <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah, obviously as time goes, it might help weed out some of the really poor quality sites. Um, but I really don't think, yeah, as you said, it's going to come anytime soon. I think that I think that um, if they add a friend's net, you know, level, like we're connections are made where I'm friends with you know you Chris and I'm friends and you're friends with Ben that if I go to a page more often maybe Ben will see those pages more often in his searches but I don't think it's going to be beyond um, messing around with the actual non-personalized results on you know not logged in at least not for the next year or two or two um, but I really doubt it I don't know can't tell for sure but this is a great topic, but we have to move on to other ones, and I appreciate all the time you spent on it. It's a major thing that's coming, and obviously SEOs have to be prepared for it. The next thing that search engine marketers have to be prepared for is the launch of Panama last night at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, the new Panama Yahoo Search Marketing Quality Score went into effect, where your quality score um, and your and your bid price both had an impact on how your ad, your sponsor listing is actually ranked in a Yahoo search result. 
before that, it was just based on bid price and it was based on the overture model. And now that has changed as of 6 p.m. yesterday. I've been looking in the forums this morning, early this morning, and I didn't really find much discussion on how people have been affected by this as of yet. Um, if it was an adverse thing, it would have been major. It would have been all night people complaining and saying this is you know horrible or this is great. And but last night, as of I mean this morning, as of nine p- nine a.m. in the morning Eastern time, I really did not see much discussion on it. I will look at it again tomorrow morning uh, when I do my forum research. But I mean, Ben, have you noticed anything that I might have missed, or what are your thoughts um, on it overall? It's so early to tell. Like I was trying to look to see if I see, you know, any type of influence. Um, I, for a couple of days, I just have, I've seen some clicks go down, you know, click-through ratios go down, but beyond that, not too much. I haven't really seen that much of it. I know okay. one thing um, about the Panama and stuff that people were talking about is, is particularly the content match, um, and I know that was in the forums quite a bit about, you know, how you, if you switch over, content match turns on, and I know I had problems with that, and what they were happening was that there was, like, these high bids in the content match, and people were getting, like, charge for all these clicks that they really didn't plan on bidding for in the first place, but it just happened when it switched over default. Good point. Um, Chris, what are, you, what are you seeing about this? Uh, I don't really have much data yet from our paid search site to really be able to comment, but I just did a quick search for uh, Viagra and Yahoo, and I see that Viagra.com is number one, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're paying less now than they were uh, yesterday or the day before uh, to get that number one spot. Right. Well, I'll, I'll put a link in the chat room to Chris Sherman's blog post about it this afternoon at Search Engine Land, why, uh, what Yahoo Panama update means for searchers. And he did, did explain that, like you said, Viagra, typically the brand itself is going to rank higher even if they're paying less. So he gave examples of Volvo and Disney World and Coach. All those searches tend to rank the brand owner at the top of the sponsor listings, and even though they might be paying less. There's a great article there about... Um, you know, what it means to search marketers. And next week, I'm sure we'll have a big follow-up on what it actually, not what it just, what it means, but what's actually happening over the past week in terms of this new ranking algorithm. So tune in next week for that. Um, the next topic was a fun topic for, for us. Um, and um, I'm not sure, maybe we should go into commercial break before we hit this topic. Uh, um, but yeah, let's do that. Let's hit into the commercial break now, and we'll get into the next topic when we get back. So commercial break, really. Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. Pulse. We'll be back after this short break. Searching for the tools and tricks to rank your websites even higher. Well, there's no need to go through a back door when you can climb up on the roof. Up on the roof. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Webmasters on the Roof. Direct from Deutschland. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Join the media Donis along with his partner in crime Friday night as they put on their black hats to teach you their SEO secrets. Webmasters on the Roof. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. .fm. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. Know how to get the best return on your advertising dollar? Clicksore.com. Yeah, ever since we began marketing with more precise content, target technology from Clicksore.com, we've seen a huge jump in visitors converting to buyers for just over one-third of a cent per view. To get over 300 categories, unlimited keywords and ad placement on over 100,000 sites, click on Clicksore.com today. That's Clicksore.com. Your bottom line will thank you. Clicksore.com. Delivers where it matters for you. Now, back to The Pulse, Pulse. only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. 
Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Search Pulse. Again, my name is Barry Schwartz. With me is Chris Boggs and Ben Pfeiffer. Um, the next topic I wanted to discuss, I wanted to get some time to, is PageRank. And PageRank has been discussed on, it's like probably one of the most, most discussed um, um, things out there in terms of SEO and Google. And I wanted to spend some time on it because um, whenever we mention PageRank, I never wanted to go in, I, never, I always hate going into the whole long detail thing about or how how SEO should look at PageRank because there's a lot of newbies and a lot of people out there put a lot of credit towards what's in the toolbar PageRank, the score in the toolbar PageRank. So if you download the Google toolbar, you can see a little, you have an option to actually turn on something called the PageRank score, and that will show you a number between one, zero, and ten that shows you how high this the site's or that page PageRank is. The higher the PageRank, often the more Google you know respects that site and trusts that site and how you know, and that's all based on how the algorithm used used to work very well in terms of a high page rank page rank site before you know in 2002 or so would typically rank well for pretty much any keyword phrase that it wanted to. Um, so if you had a page rank nine, you were golden. These nowadays, um, Google's page rank score in the in the toolbar is a lot more delayed than it was back in 2002. It used to be where you had to wait for a Google Dance, and the Google Dance was like around monthly or so. And everybody used to wait for the dance, and then your page rank score went up. And typically, if your page rank score went up, your rankings went up that same day, and or around the exact same time, which is it was very interesting. And then Google did all these changes, um, and then a lot of SEOs, very well well known SEOs, came out and said either Google, Google page rank is you know not used anymore. And that was um, Mike Graham actually went up, spoke about that, and he did a lot of whole, a lot of big things about how page rank is actually nothing. It means nothing these days. And then we had somebody, you know, a Google representative, tell us that Google's link command, which is actually very associated with the page rank, um, is you know not that important and is should be used for only um, you know entertainment purposes. And I have a quote from there. And then that was issued by a Google guy back then, and it goes on and on. And and basically. What's important to know is that the toolbar page rank score is outdated, and that you shouldn't come into forums and say, "If my why you know, my page rank went up from a three to six, how come my ranking is going to go up?" That is the wrong way to look at things. You should look at things in terms of, you know, how am I providing value to the people reading to my reading my site? Does my content um, is my content the type of content that will actually get links and get good links from places like you know places like you know Search and Watch or you know, places like um, New York Times or even, you know, better sites like that. So that's the question you have out there. And why are SEOs actually, you know, why do some SEOs want the page rank score to go away from the toolbar? Why do they want it to disappear? And the main thing is that people have an obsession with with backlinks and page rank. And that obsession might not be too healthy for, for an individual, especially an SEO, because they should be focusing more on, you know, building out good content and getting, you know, quality links as opposed to, Worrying every month when their page rank score updates, and that's something that people uh, SEOs tend to fall to um, when they first start. And that's why I wrote this article, and I typically would like it to, you know, link to it every single time I talk about page rank. And I mean, I'm, uh, I would like to get Ben's thoughts on this topic as well. So, Ben, it's all yours. Yeah, Barry, I, I completely agree with you. I think also people were just tired of explaining that page rank is a bad metric to go by, and we've just been fixated on it so long that we just look at the bar like just by default every day and we say, hey, okay, a page rank six, it's an indication of quality based on stuff we don't even really know, but it just looks good. And, um, you know, continually going back and forth. I know I have so many clients, you know, or people that come to me and say, hey, I want a website and, you know, or page rank five and isn't that good and, and, and such and such, why am I ranking or, or whatnot. But, you know, as we know, it, like, comes back to a whole lot of different issues and it's, it's totally why you see a whole lot of other um you know, threads and stuff out there is like well, we're going to talk about 25 signals of poor quality sites. And so, you know, those things are a whole lot better indicator of, of quality or poor quality as opposed to page rank because it is such an old, like, piece of data, too. Like, it's just it, it's not updated as consistently, and um, you can't rely on it to make accurate decisions. I think it's what it comes down to, especially on the SEO side, that you have to look dig into the linkage data and completely get in there to understand it a little bit more, understand where your links are coming from, and also make guesses and understandings about what's counting and what's not so that um, you can change your methods um, in order to, you know, focus on things that do work as opposed to looking at stuff that's really not going to get you that far, and PageRank really isn't going to do much. It's a waste of time right now. 
Good. Uh, yes, that's, yeah. I mean, that's good. And Chris, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Well, pretty much, you know, good point to both of you. <laughs> um, you know, we've, we've beaten this subject to death, and you guys have covered it all. Um, you know, it, it kind of reminds me, it's kind of like the, the marketer that comes up with this great idea, hey, why don't you put some white text on my white background area, and then we'll do better. Um, it, it's getting to that point where people are now, they're hearing this and that about PageRank, and they're like, well, we got it, you know, we got to focus on that and focus on that. And it's just, it's not that important. I was thinking about it, and I really, like, almost never look at a site's page rank. I mean, maybe when I'm doing some, some linking research or whatever, and, and it's unfortunate. I mean, there's TextLink products out there that are actually sold on the basis of their page rank, and I think, Personally, uh, you know, I think that is the, the worst thing to do is to buy a link based purely on the page rank. You've got to look at so many other factors like Ben already went into. Right. And then there's the other hand that we have a, a forum thread, a digital point, where four members actually voted on is page rank overhyped or not. And typically, right now, the thread is still about 80% saying page rank is overhyped and 20% saying it's not. And it's also important to understand that page rank is you know still used in the Google algorithm? You know all the Google people that you speak to say yes, it's still used. The question is how much is it used, and if it is used, it's important. But the question, the main thing is, you don't see that page rank score. You don't know what that is. And to say Google Page Rank doesn't mean anything is wrong. And to say Google Page Rank is the, you know the, the final answer to everything is also wrong. It's somewhere in between. It's probably in the lower end, in my opinion. The thing is. Um, I mean, that's why people want to see it go away, but on the other hand, you can't just totally dismiss it, as you said, because you still use it for when you do some research. Um, you know, Chris, do you want to comment on that? Well, just I was wondering how you got the current results to post live on, on the search round table, but I realized it because, you know, it was like, like, I thought it was like that Yahoo thing, which automatically updates, but it's actually now <laughs> 81%. Uh, yes, uh, and that's, uh, you know, you guys know what I think about PageRank. So. Okay, and... Ben, you have anything else you want to add on that? Or no? no, I think we've beaten it to death with the 10-foot club. <laughs> All right, so we're done with that. Hopefully everybody got that. Um, <laughs> the next thing I wanted to add was now it's easier to, it's actually a new topic, is it's actually easier now to delete your pages in Yahoo Search. So if you are a Yahoo Site Explorer, um, if a site in Yahoo Site Explorer and it's actually verified, you verify that site, just like well, Google Webmaster Central has, you know, you can verify your sites there. Yeah, Site Explorer has their great, you know, Site Explorer tool, which you can actually go ahead and manage your own site and verify and see your links and pages. But if you verify your site, you get more features. And part of those features includes a way, a new feature that allows you to delete your URLs. And the features, other features include site authentication using a meta tag, um, detailed authentication errors, um, and Site Explorer badges. And we discussed the Site Explorer badges last week, I believe. Uh, but this week, um, we, we have a long thread about deleting URLs. And as Tim Meyer from Yahoo explained in a Webmaster World post, that if you click the delete URL, it doesn't mean that your, those pages will be forever deleted. Um, you have to also block it from the Yahoo Spider. And if you use your robots.txt file, because once it's deleted, it could come back in. Um, the next thing you have to know is that um, if you delete it, you have up to 24 hours to undelete it. Uh, so even if somebody gains access to your Yahoo account, clicks delete, or if you're sitting, you know, walk away from your computer and you're logged in and somebody clicks a lead on your URL, you still have access to go back in there and undelete it and undo what you've done. And it's about 24 hours um, or so. Um, so that's basically, you know, the, the, the all the information that you need to know about that tool. It says siteexplorer.search.yahoo.com. And you should go ahead and check it out. Uh, you know, Chris, you, you had a chance to take a look at that? Uh, I've played a lot with Site Explorer, and I haven't used that particular one logged in-wise, but... Uh, you know, this goes to a more general comment that uh, I'd like to make about both Yahoo and Google. You know, providing this is, you know, I, I said earlier on that it'd be great if, if Webmaster Central would give us the ability to view other people's links. But in, in the long run, I'm just always very appreciative of both Google and Yahoo for helping us, you know, work with our websites and really reaching out to webmasters. And, and they know that there's us evil marketers and SEOs out there that are using these tools, but they're still you know, putting time and resources into this, and I think it's great, and I just uh, hope it keeps going, you know. Cool. Um, the next topic I wanted to discuss uh, was Google um, Local. Um, so now if you do a search in Google, 
what you see is Google improved their, the, if you do a search in Google.com, a plain search, and let's say you do a search on pizza, your zip code, and up comes now more prominent local results. You get a map, you get three listings, and sometimes the listings have reviews, user reviews based on that, and sometimes they don't. The question, I don't know why exactly they, when they do or don't, but some, if, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. It's not exactly based on if those those listings have reviews because some of them have reviews, some of them don't, and sometimes they list them and sometimes they don't. So I'm not exactly sure why or when, what the rhyme or reason is why some get rated and why some don't. So the main thing is now Google is actually providing opinions on their local results. So you do a search on I don't know, Pizza New York, New York, and up comes local results, and it looks like Google is actually rating those, those local reviews for you. In fact, my wife called me earlier today, and her company that she works for is wondering why they don't rank well for some keywords. And I, I, they, she gave me an example of one that she ranks number one for. And I'm like, you don't rank number one for that. Actually, that's a Google local result. And she's like, oh, really? That, you know? So there's other ways, obviously, to get into the top results at Google, even though you don't know it's not really their first organic result, it's the first local result. And to her, it didn't make a difference. It was the first local result. And it was the first listing that she clicked on. So, um, I mean, I personally like it. Uh, I find this very, very useful. And, you know, Ben, I mean, what are your thoughts on the whole local bit? Yeah, actually, I like it a lot, too. I think it's, it's, a, it's a positive thing. It's going to add some, um, you know, interesting diversity up, up there as well. And it's going to definitely help um, local merchants a lot better that have to compete with a lot of affiliates out there. Um, the Webmaster World thread was actually really good. Probably the one of one of the best I've read in like the last week or two, just about some of these things. And and one of the people were commenting um, about you know it was really quite quite funny. Um, it was saying that you know the one box will re- revolutionize local search for uh, local merchants like us trying to fend off thousands of affiliates pretending to be in our city is is a welcome relief. So um, they're they're looking at this really positively. I find it useful when I'm doing searches. Um, you know, I, I think one of the complaints about it, though, is that it's kind of slow updating some of these, um, you know, sites, vertical sites that have some of this information, City Search and Yelp and stuff like that about the reviews. I know I was looking at furniture companies this past weekend, and I was I kept finding reviews for like 2002, and I was like, well, just give me something that's like recent, right? And it's kind of blended together. Um, so I guess we don't really know how all the opinions get in there, but um, I, I'm I'm pretty positive about it. Cool. And, uh, Chris, your thoughts? Yeah, well, Rich, in the uh, chat room, as well as, uh, you know, the moderator, Buckworks, brings this up in the, in, the, in the forum discussion, is there is some potential for phony reviews. So uh, that's something that, you know, competitors could possibly use. I'm not saying that people are going to waste their time doing that, but you never know. I mean, you've got people like Rich with nothing better to do, and he's going to go and uh, go do some uh, reviews uh, for some enemy of, of his client or something. So, you know, they, it's always a possibility. So, uh, you know, hopefully they'll find a way to, I mean, if there's some way to verify that the review is accurate or, you know, there, there's got to be something that, that's going to be done to, to try to avoid that from happening, I think. That's something to keep an eye on. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, once local reviews started coming out, everybody started to actually play and see if they could actually, um, you know, influence those things. And I actually did something for myself where... Once Yahoo launched their local reviews, I actually went ahead and rated myself using my username Rusty Brick. Um, I have a post about it. Uh, I'll put it in the chat room where I showed that I rated company Rusty Brick using the, the login Rusty Brick to say I am the best company out there. And after I posted about it, somebody went ahead and showed it to the Yahoo local team, at you know, and they removed my review. Uh, <laughs> It was kind of funny. And then he, he emailed me back saying, you know, the guy who actually got in trouble for it, saying, well, thanks for reporting the inappropriate review to Yahoo Local, even if, it's, if, even if you use an unusual venue to make the report. I think he was, like, upset by, by, my, by not going directly to Yahoo and just posting how Yahoo is bad at reviewing reviews. But it's really hard for them to do. So, like, you know, it's hard to, you know, track reviews and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, you have to you know, stay on top of that. Um, anyway, the next topic is 25 signals of poor quality sites. I looked at the thread. Uh, I thought it was a cute, unique way of um, looking at, uh, you know, the reverse. Usually people say, I want 25 good signals of quality sites, good quality sites, and not looking at, you know, 25 signals of poor quality sites. 
obviously you don't have to agree with everything in this list. I don't agree with everything in this list. I listed about 10 of them. Um, some include, you know, a site having a reciprocal link request page, not having a privacy policy, the outdated copyright, um, dead 404s. And a lot of these things, a lot of sites have, even though they are quality sites, but they just don't, they forget to, you know, they don't have a privacy policy. My, you know, the Surgeon Roundtable doesn't have a privacy policy just because I really didn't get time to do it, but I tend to write, I hope we write, you know, all of us right here, you know, quality content. I, you know, we have a lot of links and we have a lot of, you know, good uh, awards that we won, so I assume we have some pretty good, I would hope we were considered a quality site, um, even though we have a privacy policy. We don't have a privacy policy, and we have 404s, I'm sure, out there, and I'm sure we have a lot of duplicate content because the way the blog's set up, it tends to have, Duplicate content, so it's not exact list, but it's. Uh, I thought it was a uh, pretty unique thread in that it went. It looked at the signals of poor quality sites versus the signals of, you know, good quality sites. Uh, ben, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I agree uh, with with some of the things you were saying. I think there's some really good metrics in here. Um, you know, particularly um, looking at some of the links and the you know that go out to the site. Um, you know, one of the things people also look at too in regards to the sites is also the design. And that's not always a, a, a great indicator because um, you know design can always catch up sometimes with the actual business. But um, sometimes it's a it's a good indication of the site and you know improving the quality. Just the look uh, it, design can improve. Um, you know, I know when I've seen sites, especially affiliate sites, are real interesting to study. Especially if you take these twenty five signals and you and you kind of go through each of the affiliate sites because usually they get some stuff wrong. It's like you know the the links are you know the page names are usually really long and it's really over optimized like, you know, just excessively that it, it, it's very blatantly obvious. Um, so I think, it, you know, if you, if you take extremes and you look at your site, maybe an extreme and, and compare them, then you can get some good stuff from that too. But there's a lot of good um, metrics in here. Um, I know some people look at spelling errors too. I know one, that was one of them. And people, some people don't like that a whole lot when they see spelling issues. But <laughs> at other times, you know, it's like it's kind of unavoidable. Um, I think privacy policy is one of those things that does help, but it's not always necessary, especially on a blog sometimes. Maybe terms and conditions, um, you know, is, is more necessary. I guess it just depends on what your business is and how much you need to protect it. Interesting. Yeah. And, Chris, what are your takes on the whole thing? Well, I think it's a great post by a junior forum member. I mean, this is a kind of post that will uh, attract a lot of attention. And, and you know, I certainly disagree with probably about half of the ones that he calls signals of carp, but uh, with the R and the A reversed there. Uh, like, I mean, you know, lack of interest in social bookmarking sites. I'm not, I'm not going to go into all of them, but, you know, there's, there's some ones in here that are definitely uh, arguable. Uh, I think you bring up a good point that, you know, he's focusing on the negative, and if he had good karma and maybe sat in a nice lotus position, he would focus on the positive. But uh, some people like to focus on the negative, and that helps them avoid, uh, you, know, um, you know, having some of that negative on their own side. I mean, it's great to focus on the positive all the time, but by focusing on the negative, you can sometimes get a lot more insight. Cool. Yeah, I also Agreed. one other thing, too. Um, I just wanted to note that I think sometimes quality is kind of like in the eye of the beholder. You know, I've seen people mm -hmm. that, you know, criticize sites left and right, and sometimes they're just perfectly fine, and they rank well, and they accomplish the task that somebody set out to do with that particular site. So, you know, looking at some of these things and going back to what Chris said about, you know, lack of interest in social bookmarking sites, it just comes down to, like, what you really prefer and what you're looking for. If you're looking to go buy sites, then you're going to have a whole lot of factors that are going to influence your decision about that site. But if you're not and you're just surfing around looking for information, then sometimes some of these factors aren't really always, you know, valid ways to look at the quality of the site. A lot of times it comes down to the content. Right. All right, so the last topic before we go into the lightning round um, I wanted to discuss is about competing with Google. So, for example, this digital point forum thread about um, names, what if the competitor is Google itself? And he was giving an example about how he used to rank well for a term named, you know, a search term, mobile videos. And then all of a sudden, YouTube took over that first and second spot. Obviously, the second result is an indented result, and then he pushed down to the third result, and his traffic suffered greatly. Another example of this was like when Google bought Urchin and they made Google Analytics. Now the number one result for analytics is Google Analytics in Google. Um, but I also pointed out um, that I also pointed out that like searches like WebStats brings up 
Google only in the seventh position. Um, search on news brings up Google in the second position, not the first position. Um, but it does outrank Yahoo News, which is a lot more popular in terms of stats uh, based on uh, ComScore's metrics. In addition, a search on Maps returns Google as number one. But what about MapQuest, which has been around forever? And there's all these different you know things out there. So, um, you know, my question to you guys, like, I'll ask Chris first: like, is it easy or is it possible to compete with Google in the search results? Well, if you use the term analytics alone. Google's got the number one sponsored and the number one uh, organic. However, if you type in web analytics, you got mm-hmm. a bunch more sponsored links, which makes me think that there's a lot more people searching that term. Google is number one sponsored, but I don't see them on the first page for uh, organic. So they've got to protect, you know, we must protect our house or whatever you want to say. But, I mean, they, they've got to get their listing up there since they're obviously – their, their own optimization is kind of lacking for that particular term, and it must be a fairly popular term. So, uh, you know, we had a uh, discussion about this before when we were talking about Google, you know, adding, did you mean, or would you like to try this, Google that. It's Google, so let them, they can do what they want. And, you know, I personally don't think that it's going to change what the people are bidding, uh, the rest of the people that are bidding for that particular term. They're still bidding, bidding against each other. It's not like because Google's up there, they're going to say, well, let's pretend we're paying $10, so then everyone else has got to pay, you know, close to that much to compete with us. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of rambling here, but it, the bottom line is, is that it's Google, and if, they're, if they need to protect themselves on sites like that where they're not ranking organically or on key terms like that where they're not ranking organically, so be it. It's their spot. They can only take one, and there's still plenty of other people there in the fight. Okay. Um, ben, you agree? Um, yeah, I guess for the most part. I think, though, I, I, honestly, actually, though, I don't think really that Google's a huge problem when it comes down to, like, competing um, in the search results. I mean, there's times that you can outbeat Google for certain search terms and, and, and no problem, especially with some of their pages. I mean, not, and not all of their pages are very conservatively, like, optimized, too. I think, um, like, Yahoo actually is more of a threat than anything if you want to start talking about, you know, big sites that are competing and, and you know, against smaller sites. I mean, you know, Yahoo specifically is out there to, you know, start putting up sites in every trendy area possible. So if you've got a business out there, obviously, immediately it's become very popular, um, you know, and we've seen a lot of this, especially with Yahoo coming out recently, um, you better watch out because some of their properties are going to start showing up really high in their results specifically. For Google, though, I, I think they're a little bit more fair when it comes down to some of this. I mean, if you do a search for search engine, you know, one of the top sites you find is, you know, the site that's not even a search engine, um, you know. Uh, so I, I think for the most part, from what I've seen, people uh, know what Google's about and what usually what they're offering. And if you end up on a Google page, you're really not going to get, you know, kind of a bad experience, so to say. So that people will obviously maybe come back from that and go and search for other information if they can't find what they're looking for. So I think when it comes down to it, I think, you know, it, it's not that bad to compete against Google in the results. Cool. Well, thank you, guys. I'm going to go ahead and hit into lightning round now. And um, let's start off with that Yahoo said they're going to be releasing a new keyword tool, a new free keyword tool, based on the Overture, Overture keyword suggestion tool having some problems last week, as well as based on launching a new Yahoo search marketing platform this week. The question is, when will that come out? I don't know exactly. In addition, um, the API, there will be APIs for it, as Yahoo, Yahoo Sarah um, in the Webmaster World Forums has discussed. Um, again, but that Overture keyword suggestion tool is now back online. It's working okay, so you can guys give it back. You, you can give it a try again if you like. Um, the Yahoo Publisher Network seems to be showing um, completely, completely unique ads. So Yahoo Publisher Network actually updated that to show completely new ads. Um, anyway, um, Chris, if you're still there, I would just hang on a little bit longer, so, so you know. Um, in any event, Yahoo the, the Yahoo Publishing Network is now eliminating the, the terms of service and the policy pro- program policies that you have to actually limit it for three ads per page. Um, Google Docs and Spreadsheets is now able to open up, um, you know, Microsoft and Word Excel and Microsoft Word and Microsoft Excel files if you're in Gmail. So if you get a Gmail attachment with Microsoft Word or Excel, it will actually open up in Google Docs and Spreadsheets. Um, Google AdSense is paying out. $5 per AdSense and AdWords referral immediately. So if you send somebody um, to sign up to AdWords or AdSense, you'll get $5 right away, which is a good thing to do. 
before they just paid you after like 90 days or something like that. Um, Yahoo is still working on adding the no directory, no Yahoo directory title tag, um, like the no ODP. So if you, so they're still working on it. Tim Meyer from Yahoo actually posted an update saying they're still working on it. Google stock price took a drop for the first time this week or last week, um, based on their earnings. Even though they produced really good earnings, it wasn't enough. Um, Chris Boggs did a great write-up on the image file name versus the alt attribute and discussing which one has more SEO value. So take a look at that. MSN, also, he also posted about MSN and how the reports of them penalizing for heavy backlinking. Um, there's no confirmation about that. There's lots of reports on it, and Chris did a summary of that, of that thread at Webmaster World. Uh, Microsoft Search is like two and a half years old right now, and I did a, a analysis of how they're doing in terms of competing with the other search engines, and obviously I don't think they're doing too well. Um, Google Finance, Google AdWords, Google News, and Google AdSense all reported some outages this past week um, in terms of Google News not showing up in the news box, Finance being down for 30, to 30 minutes to an hour, AdWords Analytics not actually showing some data, um, or being slow to show data, and AdSense um, things not actually loading. Also, they said if your credit card is declined while you're using AdWords, your quality score won't be affected by it. So don't worry if for some reason you didn't update your credit card information, you got a new one and you forgot to update it, it won't affect your AdWords uh, quality score, which is important. Um, Jennifer Laycock of Gen a Search Engine Guide um, had a whole thing about, you know, she's a search engine industry blogger, and she had a whole thing about how she was ordered to remove the, you know, got milk type of slogan or, you know, uh, you know, milk is, you know, breast is another type of white meat type of thing because she's the whole thing. You've got to read that. I don't have time to go into it. But it was pretty funny, and they backed off, which is the bottom line. AdSense publishers um, received $916 million from Google in Q4 2006. Um, that's based on their Q4 earnings reports. The question is, how is that, how is that distributed? We're not exactly sure. Google loses... To Yahoo in the time spent online. Yahoo has visited more in terms of time spent on the site versus Google, which I guess makes sense. Um, I gave some tips on setting up a blog, um, SEO tips on that. You should take a look at it. And Google, Google, obviously the Google base uploads, is now requiring more specific fields. Um, I'm not sure when that's going to affect, but that's pretty much it. In any event, uh, I wanted to thank everybody for listening. That was at seroundtable.com. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at Barry at Rusty Brick or comment on tomorrow's post. Again, that was the 18th edition of the Search Pulse. It took place Tuesday, February 6th. Uh, thank you, Ben and Chris, and also Vanessa for coming on. And um, tune in next week at 5 p.m. for tomorrow's show. Everyone have a great night.